In this episode of Business Success with Graham and Leanne Carling, the couple are traveling to Surrey, England, to visit someone who is regarded as one of the most successful business people in the UK, a lady who has been awarded a CBE by the Queen for her services to entrepreneurship, women in business and social enterprise, and is estimated to be in the top 20 richest women in the country. This is, of course, Jacqueline Gold, a lady who is best known for her leadership of high street brands and Summers and Knickerbox. You are watching Business Success. Business Success is the program where Graham and Leanne Carling discuss business with other industry leaders from around the world. Graham and Leanne themselves building a group of companies through the strategy of company acquisition, which now has a multi-million pound group turnover and employs hundreds of people across the country. Today, they are meeting Jacqueline Gold, who has had a very different approach to growth. Among other things, together they will be discussing the challenges faced by big businesses over the last three years, their approach to overcoming those challenges, and how this, ultimately, will make their business stronger moving forward. Thank you very much, Jacqueline, for inviting us to your home today. It's absolutely stunning. And your journey so far in business has been absolutely inspiring. But what we're, we're speaking about, or we've been speaking about ourselves is the, the the changes on the high street and, the, and obviously COVID in the last couple of years. How did you and your team? What changes did you make and what did you implement to, to make improvements and, and and ride the change? I mean, who'd ever thought we'd be in this situation? Um, and yeah, I mean, it was. I I actually remember sitting on my coffee table on in this room watching, um, you know, the government of Boris and Rishi. Uh, and Boris in particular, say that we're going to have to close all the stores. I mean, that was, you know, I've been in business 40 years now. That was heartbreaking, heartbreaking to know that suddenly, you know, uh, uh, over 100 stores were going to have to close their doors and that was obviously going to imp impact, you know, all of our people. Um, so that was, uh, you know, uh, an incredible moment that I will never forget. Um, but, you know, I think people in retail are very resilient. I think, you know, business people in general are, are good at um, adapting. Obviously, we've all seen so many uh, casualties on the high street, which has been really tragic. Um, but it was an interesting journey for us. First of all, we, we, I mean, it just shows we have such a fantastic team because we were all on calls on teams suddenly we all adapted to teams overnight and we're all talking every day and you know we're all on a mission trying to to make this work um 
initially, you know, we had that two weeks of, you know, cash flow was a, a massive concern. I remember being on weekly B BRC calls with other uh, well-known high street retailers and, you know, most companies were running out of cash within three months. Um, and we were no exception, you know, it's, it, it was, you know, at that point we still had lots of bills to pay. We do have a very good marketing team, fantastic marketing team who uh, did a brilliant job in engaging with our customers on social media. Um, and we sold out of penis pasta within <laughs> a couple of weeks, along with all the toilet rolls that, were, that were being sold. So we suddenly realized there were great opportunities engaging in, in with people. We, you know, I was cooking up a, a pa my pasta dish um, with our penis pasta. Aldo Zilli was doing the same and we, we got people involved and made it quite fun and very engaging. Um, but there were other things that were also, um, you know, quite, uh, that we've managed to change and adapt in, in this dire situation. Our, our heritage party plan division, um, which is you know, our sort of sisterhood, direct selling, went, couldn't do parties in people's homes anymore. So they started doing Zoom parties and parties online. So, and because people were very uncertain about their jobs, um, we, were, we went from 4,000 uh, sales ambassadors to 20,000 because wow. They wanted that side hustle, doing something alongside their main job, which they didn't know if it was going to still be there. So we were very fortunate that um, you know, things were picking up. And even in retail, where the doors were closed, we were working on some fantastic um, projects and campaigns for the, f you know, for the future. Um, and during that time, you know, we've, we've grown the business um, and found ways to grow the business. And then when we were able to open our stores, you know, there was a big concern at that time for retail. All retailers were trying to get uh, money from the banks. Mm -hmm. um, but the banks were really anti-retail because they thought that with the increase online, with you know, people's um, websites growing, that people wouldn't go back to retail. Yeah. But definitely for us, that wasn't the case. And you know, as soon as the stores were open again, people wanted that experience. Yes, that ex it's changed in the sense that people don't, um, you know, they come in. There's less people coming into the store, but when they do come in, there's intent. They know what they want. Mm -hmm. They spend longer browsing. They spend more. So it's it's certainly changed. But we feel we've adapted well to that change. I think you, you touched on the banks there, and um, you know, we were speaking earlier about um, when COVID first hit. I had we had said it's like life support, you know, all these um, Siebel's loans, etc., that were available for for certain companies or certain sectors. Um, we always felt there might have been something, you know, or problems off the back of that, and we're starting to see that now in some of the companies that we own. Have you seen any of that? So I think, I mean, there were a number of problems for us. One was we didn't manage to get a bank loan um, and there were a lot, of, a lot of retailers saying the same problem. Um, so that was, a, that was a challenge. I think that um, rents was a big, a big problem for us. And I know you guys were in property and I'm sure you're, you're familiar with this, but um, 
we had actually prior to the lockdown been trying to renegotiate with landlords um, we had been successful with some um, and we'd been doing this for about 18 months before um, and those that we couldn't get over the line we were forced into doing a CVA not for the whole business but just with landlords um, and now we're very fortunate we're in a position where we don't have any loss making stores um, and you know those long leases that we were all sort of trapped into um, and I think it's been it's been difficult for landlords of course it's been difficult for retailers but when you're in this situation you have to share the pain and that's what we we were lobbying for we need we need to share the pain here um, and uh, you know that has certainly helped us mm -hmm. well just just to touch on that we are landlords and we did we you know we were working closely with her we've got a lot of residential properties so it was you know people are being affected you know so working with people you know hearing their stories nego negotiating you know ways to work around everything and working together so it's what I think for our business it worked really well for us you and know just nice. actually working yeah. together and you know what it's fantastic to hear that because you know for years that wasn't really happening yeah. and sadly of course there were landlords that went out of business yeah. um, uh, you know, so you know, lots, lots of, lots of companies were affected. So, in terms of the the team, so, so, I mean, what we what we found is, through the COVID period, so we have our, our team of internal people and external advisors, and now we've came through. I mean, we had to go through very similar, mm -hmm. uh, the, the construction and property, the construction sector shut down. Um, couldn't get Siebel's loans or very difficult to get Siebel's loans and some of the companies, others, uh, th there was a chance but it was... And like you, the stores <laughs> shut down, we were off-site, you know, yeah. no one on-site. And in Scotland in particular, it was stricter, it would appear, than, than what was what it was down, down here. Um, well, yeah, you would know, you would know, yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> you, know that, you know that. So, um, so what, but what we found is going through that, that period negotiating we we had um, you know we you know we were trying to negotiate a way through and navigate with some businesses that we'd uh, purchased one, one business in particular we'd purchased out of administration only not even 12 months before it so it didn't have a chance to build up any good balance sheet or any any cash really so we were really it was hand to mouth in that particular business so it couldn't get a loan it couldn't get Siebel's loan it yeah. couldn't get anything that you know all these support mechanisms that were seemingly available it was a, it was a struggle um, but we managed to, to see it off we, we seen through Move COVID on. but uh, what we found is that now we've came out it, it told you a lot about your team internally and your external advisors and we've had to make some big shifts in our business how is how have, how is that been for for you yeah I, I mean it, it really does I, I really resonated as, as you were talking there because um, well, first of all, it, it was fantastic to see that sort of um, we're all in this together um, and, you know, we'd have on that, we'd, we'd sort of have this, uh, our skeleton team. I mean, we did have to put some people on furlough to begin with um, and our skeleton team, you know, we were all on the calls every day, you know, at all levels, you know, from CEO right down and uh, it, it was there was that sort of camaraderie that um, you know you you don't really see normally. Mm -hmm. That um, that was fantastic, and I I 
you know, it was quite emotional at times um, for us all. And, and I felt very, very proud, um, you know, to be working with such committed and, and, you know, caring people. And that worked incredibly hard as well, you know, just because they were working from, harm, from home. You know, they're working incredibly hard. Um, we, we tried to do a lot of things to uh, make sure that we took care of their well-being. And a lot of this came up on our calls with the BRC and you were, I was looking into what other, what other brands were doing um, because it was very difficult for some people. You know, it's, it's all very well if you're in a big house and you've got space, but there were some people working out of their bedrooms you yeah. or in flats or, you know, in a crowded space or, or, or difficult um, circumstances, you know, even, um, you know, people with issues at home and things, you know, these, these were, you know, really real challenges. So we did a lot of work with the uh, Retail Trust, who I'm also an ambassador for, um, and they did an amazing, an amazing job. Um, we also made a point of keeping in touch with our people that were on furlough, making them, you know, reassuring them, you know, keeping them in touch. I think it was really important to be as transparent as you could possibly be. Um, and of course the same, you know, we would have, uh, you know, online celebrations and, and things just to make everybody feel as valued as possible. That's something that's sort of come quite natural to our, our business, but, you know, we really had to, you know, up, up our game and really make sure that everybody did feel, um, did feel as valued, you know, as valued as we could make them. Yeah. So, uh, and um, so I think in terms of the business now then, I mean, given the changes uh, from, the, so during COVID with the, the stores closed and moving a lot towards online, then it's coming back again. How do you see that going forward? I mean, what's the, what's the, uh, you know, you know, the grabbing the, the the great parts of the online piece of Europe, but still having the in-store experience. How do you see that shaping for Anne Summers going forward? Yeah, so I think I think the first thing is you know to look at the success stories during the lockdown, and I think those companies that have actually looked for the opportunities. Um, during what has been a difficult time, you know, just even locally, you know, Flower Farm, for example, down the road, mm. you know, they've, um, you know, they've been, they've had like a, an outside beer garden and things that they didn't do before, yeah. but they, they, you could see that they were doing their best and adapting to that situation. And uh, I've noticed they're now still doing it, you know, they've extended that. So, um, you know, people are, are sort of, shopping in a different way. More people are obviously shopping online. They want more of an experience in store. Um, we as a business, we've gone from sort of four routes to market to six routes to market. Um, so um, we're now doing dropship and we, we uh, you know, marketplace and we have another one that I can't talk about today, but <laughs> is very exciting. Um, and obviously we've been looking at ways to, to grow our business um, and we've done that mainly through category extension. So, um, you know, during the lockdown, we've been doing a lot of the preparation for that. So already some of those things have gone live. So whereas we've always been known for lingerie, toys, novelties and swimwear, you know, we did Mama Summers during lockdown. We brought out birthday suit because it also t coincided with the whole diversity thing and now you know, our campaigns, we have nine models in our squad 
which are all from diverse backgrounds, which is something I'm really, really proud of. Um, and that's, you know, that's something we've continued to do when we've mixed up and we've got uh, trans models, we've obviously got um, cultures, different backgrounds, um, different ethnicities, and, and we've got, you know, one model, Sean, who has a prosthetic leg. So it's just showing that everyone, all women can be sexy. Mm -hmm. um, and also we have influencers, professional models, customers. So we have, you know, different, um, you know, different backgrounds really showing that, again, everybody can be sexy. So we've really had a great deal of fun doing that. Um, so that really suited the birthday suit range for the diversity. Um, and we have just brought out uh, our new, new going out range, which is a, a new collection. And we've got some other really exciting, really exciting things in the pipeline, which again, obviously will launch as and when, but you know, they'll, they'll be coming up soon. So certainly that category extension um, has been a big, a big, a big change for us. I, I, I think you're, you're right, um, Jim, we've seen some, some great stuff coming, coming out of, of adversity, this. if you like, you know, mm -hmm. during mm -hmm. COVID. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the businesses that have been really innovative and uh, changed, changed direction and, and actually came up with completely new business models and uh, off yeah. the back of and it. Complete, that complete different ways of working as well and yeah. working better as teams, it, you know, just it, everyone enough, pulling together. It reminds me of Fifty Shades of Grey. So <laughs> I don't know if you re remember, but right. you, when it first sort of went viral, really, yeah. on social media, yeah. you know, nobody had ever heard of this book, which admittedly was never going to win a literary award. <laughs> but, you know, because of the Kindle and everything, women were able to you know, read them on trains and round the, s you know, on their holiday sunbeds, etc. And it did take off, it did go absolutely mental. And I did notice again, that there was our local carpet shop had, you know, 50 shades of beige. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So yeah. it, it's important, I think, when you have these moments in time, which will happen again, yeah. it's okay, how can we make this work for our business? How can we do something creative that will capture people's imagination. Yeah, well, I think uh, just going back to, uh, I remember when we were locked in, you know, and it was exactly the same horror, you know, what, what, what does this mean? What does it actually mean? And I think, you know, through the, through the, the working through it, I mean, we never worked harder, but, you no. know, we're working from, from home. I've never made so many calls in my life, <laughs> yes. you know, and, and it, you could get hold of people, you know, there yeah. wasn't an excuse, I'm in a board meeting, so <laughs> yeah. it's like, you're going to be in your house all day, so yeah. we'll get, we'll get yeah. you at some time, so. So, and, and our team that came together um, during that piece, exactly, we were really the same, and people really got stuck in, you know, and really embraced that, we, we came through that, and, um, it, well, actually, you know, our businesses, a lot of them have become stronger because of it, you know, and we're. The team uh, certainly has. The team self. Um, but what we're finding, I think, us now for the challenges now, is on the the, the funding in the marketplace. Now that the the the, the uh, I'm not saying the funding, but but you know the availability is drying up, with its Siebel's loans or recovery loans and all this stuff. It almost like now, um, it's, it's like uh, we, we were speaking about this the other day. It's like getting the vaccine, but you don't know what the side effects are going to be. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So now we're getting some of the side yeah. effects are seem to be coming into market. And we have one business ourselves in particular where, you know, it, it seemed through the COVID situation, but the banks, because they uh, 
they had they done an HMRC time to pay agreement at the time. Maybe got a Siebel's loan. The banks are now taking a, a high risk view on. Well, we don't really like that. We don't really like this time to pay. Although that was, that's what was available, and you were encouraged mm. to do at the time. So we're seeing that, particularly in the in construction sector, which is viewed as high risk. Uh, that and and we're seeing a lot of businesses now that are really starting to wobble. Uh, how is that? Are you seeing any of that stuff or uh, in? The well, I think the I think the thing with banks, uh, and it's like. <clears throat> you know, you, it's interesting you saying you could get people on teams very easily, and I think you still can because mm. there is that culture now where we're, yeah, we're yeah. sort mm -hmm. of carrying on with it. And I think that does present an opportunity to, you know, carry on building relationships. Um, and I think one of the things that we did, although we didn't get our loan during COVID, we have built up a very good relationship with Barclays, for example. Um, and, you know, these, these relationships don't happen overnight. Mm you know you you build those relationships um you know and it's a bit like networking you you don't just go to a networking event and then start pitching yeah. you know it, it it's it's a, it's a relationship that you yeah. build that trust over time um and i think that has certainly helped us and that's what i always advise you know other people that are struggling it's about building those relationships i think yeah. is really important yeah. because you know there's no doubt that banks are still risk averse um and you know, whilst we, you know, things have improved, there are other challenges. Yeah. You know, obviously, Brexit for some businesses, certainly ours, has been challenging. Um, and who, you know, who would have thought we'd come out of a pandemic and go straight into a war? <laughs> you know, you just uh, and that's had its impact on uh, on business on some businesses. Yeah. Um, we know that the consumer is much more cautious, and you know, if you're a business that you know, like us, that has discretionary spend, you know, you've got to, uh, you know, again, we've got we've got more adapting to do. Yeah. So so where do you see Ansible being five years' time? Where's the, how does it look? Is it look different? It's just more of the same, uh, just developing what you're, what, you're, uh, what you're doing at the moment? I think it will definitely look different. Um, I think, you know, Anne Summers, I'm very confident about our expansion our expansion plans, which we've already started. We have some very exciting projects, two in particular, which sadly yep. I can't talk no. about today. <laughs> but um, I think both of those projects, um, uh, you know, will, will put us in a very, very good position for the future, definitely. So you work very closely with your sister. Yes. Um, can you tell me a bit about that? About that, okay. Graham and I are husband and wife, and we we we've worked together all our you know all, all our since we met all our days. Um, and there are challenges with that, yeah. but we go on really really well. We know what we're good at. You know, we support each other's strengths and weaknesses, um, and we know to stay in our lane. So I always say to him, "Get back in your lane, mm -hmm. do what you're good at, and let me do what I'm good at." Do you have the same relationship with your sister? Or? Well, first of all, she's an incredible businesswoman. I mean, she really is. Um, and we're very similar, actually, in many ways. Um, but, you know, you're absolutely right. You do have your different strengths, and she certainly knows where her strengths are. Um, and, you know, and I have my areas of strength. So I think, you know, it's, it's like anybody that you bring into the business. You want them to compliment you, don't you? You, you know, you want... Uh, and certainly, I feel we really do complement each other. We have a fantastic relationship, which really helps. And I think that, 
you know, with family businesses, I think that if you have the same vision, I mean, I think if, if you share the vision, you know, you know what you want that end goal to be. Um, yes, you might have, you know, clashes occasionally, which we, we have very rarely, but we have the same end goal. You know, we're, it's only passion yeah. that, that you know, creates maybe, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, those moments. But, mm. uh, I mean, she, you know, she has been incredible, especially as I've had health issues. She's um, done a fantastic job in managing the business. And one thing I'd like to say as well, uh, you know, we're talking about our teams. I think this was a real opportunity as well for, you know, our people in our business because it really gave them the opportunity to show what they were capable of. And what one of the things that I love so much is that, you know, now that we've sort of come out of the, the worst of it, you know, there's some people that have, you know, been promoted and have, have you know, really shone and, uh, um, you know, you can really see they're going to, you know, they're going to, you know, really have got a, a future mm. in the business and, and you know, yeah. in their career. So. Um, it's great to always see that, yeah. isn't it? Mm -hmm. And they might, you might not have seen that, you know, otherwise. No, you know, no. that's, that's no. some of the... I'm thinking of a couple of the girls that work with my yeah. team and th yeah. they've just come on... Yeah, they've excelled. Excelled, yeah, really you know, yeah. and yeah. I'm so proud of them, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. what they've done and mm. they just went for it, you know, they just you took the challenge head on and went for yeah. it. Yeah. There's obviously we went through challenging times in the last couple of years. Has there at any point... Um, you have you had to change any of your advisors so external advisors internal advisors or your internal team um well certainly we have unfortunately had to let some people go um right at the beginning um i think it's because when you go through a challenge like this you you have different requirements actually you need people that are perhaps more more flexible um I, I don't mean in their hours, I mean in their in being able to adapt to taking on different responsibilities and, and multiple responsibilities because none of us knew where this was going to go. So that that was in, incredibly sad and also difficult because you're trying to keep your existing people, you know, upbeat and motivated and, and obviously not feeling concerned. Um, we did actually close a couple of our stores but we also opened some stores because there were new opportunities so we were able to redeploy um, our sales team so that was good news and we were able to recruit um, where we needed people for different you know different requirements actually I think that was quite challenging because we I, I don't know about you but we had we had a number of people that were in lockdown for you know a year uh, working from home and then when we all came back to the office you know they were having to build relationships from from the beginning that was that was quite difficult and uh, or difficult for them um, so you know for us you you know for the existing team we perhaps didn't appreciate how difficult that might have been for them but um, yeah that was a challenge we hadn't experienced before I think it's we had to bolster our team because we were experiencing changes and things, we, we had to bolster our team with experts that were experts in their field with with sectors and things that we hadn't dealt with before. So, yeah. you know, we were having to um, seek out different advisors for legal things, mm. different advisors for, yeah. you know, 
um, accountancy issues or, or so we, we actually bolstered our team and, and built relationships with different people so I, I felt we, we met more people through the COVID period and I think people were more willing to do those introductions mm -hmm. and actually uh, I, re I remember having quite a few calls online um, people just wanting to one-on-one -on -one network mm -hmm. you know and I you know it was particularly you know, for myself, it was it was great to be able to do that because normally you don't have the time. Yeah. But because you're you're forced to work from home, you know, suddenly I had the time to do more of that. Um, and you know, the reverse, I think that was really helpful. Um, and generally, I think there's more of a culture now of introducing people, and um, because you know we do realise it, it's not easy out there. Mm -hmm. Just to touch on that, I, my main um, job within our group is acquisitions. So that's where I found it really handy because I was having a lot of calls and people were available. Um, but as you say, I think a lot of people were, they had more time. They were looking for the relationship. They were looking for the communication. And I built up a, a whole host of contacts that they might not be looking to sell their business just now, but keep in touch, and I, which I do. Um, and they might sell in the future, so and the relationships. Yeah, and I, I mean that, you know, it's great to hear that, but I I can also say, I we actually did some great deals yeah. online, you know, and we set up partnerships with Next and John Lewis. Yeah. We had yeah. partnerships with Skinny Dip. Yeah. So there were quite a few partnerships that we hadn't had before. Yeah. And maybe again, that's because people were more accessible and able to have those meetings quicker. Mm. Yeah. I can remember us um, completing in an acquisition <laughs> and then we got the call at 11 o'clock at night and you're sitting in your pyjamas and <laughs> you know, you're know you excited to <laughs> celebrate and then you can't go anywhere. But well, that was mid-lockdown. First lockdown, yeah. So just on, I mean, in terms of business growth then, um, we're, we're how we've built our business and how we are looking to build our business very much, we're very focused on acquisition-based growth. Uh, as well as organic growth, but but mainly through acquisitions and and uh, and that's how we've done it so far, and and we we continue to continue to really have our drive around probably eighty ninety percent acquisition growth rather than organic to 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 get scale fast. Mm -hmm. You've you, you've done obviously acquisitions previously and Knickerbox and and various others for for Anne Summers or for for the future going forward. How do you see? Uh, uh, the growth coming is it go do you see acquisitions coming or is it going to be organic okay. based growth so I think it will be three areas some of which I've mentioned one will be category extension yeah. as I've explained secondly which I can't talk about right now will be um, new channels and the third one is actually acquisitions. Oh, yeah. so I agree with that mm. and I think the reason for us is because where we talk about ex category extension um, you know, there are businesses that have already started that process mm. that maybe are more experts. Yeah. Um, and I think there are small businesses out there, actually. Mm. Uh, and I'm not talking about necessarily big acquisitions, but I think there are small acquisitions where we can, we've got the expertise, the resource to develop something. And, you know, uh, and we have, it, we have been talk in talks with companies that we're already really interested in. So, yeah, I think that's, that's, got exciting opportunities yeah. as well. You just you touch on that. We've we've actually acquired companies before bef because of the expertise within the team. Mm -hmm. 
which we found really interesting and a, and a good bolster for the company. Yeah, so we're 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 on the face of it. The the business itself wasn't a big business or a or a anything uh, or you know you looked at the numbers you say well okay no, yeah it's decent but what they had was a skill set and uh, staff you know that that were we needed the staff we needed the the, the, the skill set there so we would we've, we've done some acquisitions mainly for that skill set mm -hmm. or so we've also looked at you know a partnership and yeah. have you have you only gone for acquisitions or are you happy with yeah well we, I think we've <coughs> really only gone for for acquisitions mm -hmm. so far yeah that's been I think we'd be open to yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. There's been a couple of yes. companies that have came across the table that you would like to partnership with, but yeah. we've never uh, done it yet. No, we've ended but up. But we would be open. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's strange as well how, I don't know about you, but how some of those those opportunities have come about. Yeah. <laughs> um, because you don't necessarily always see those smaller businesses. Yeah. Um, but I think in, in the networking that we've been doing and the introductions and you know, even through my WOW network, I don't yeah. know if you're yes, familiar with that. Mm -hmm. um, it's amazing how many quality small businesses there are out there that don't always, um, you know, get recognised or noticed. Yeah. You're touching the wow, that's what, 10 years now that's been going on? It probably right? is yeah. about 10 years. Uh -huh. um, so you must have seen some fantastic... I really have. And actually, uh, recently... Uh, well, shall, uh, shall I explain what the, yes, the WOW, yes, my it. WOW? So I do this competition every Wednesday called WOW, which stands for Women on Wednesday. And it came about because when I started my account on Twitter years ago, when I really didn't know what I was doing, I sort of noticed the people that were engaging with me and asking questions, and a lot of them, you know, were women that had sort of given up their, their job because they felt there was a, a glass seat ceiling standing in their way and started their own businesses and just simply wanted advice. Um, so I do this competition every Wednesday where they they tweet or if it's on Instagram, they uh, and you know, the, the different um, social channels, they tell me about their business and I, I go through and I look at, look at the business and I'm particularly looking for something that's unique, that's scalable, um, and that has a good website, a, you know, a sort of good showroom, if you like. Um, and then I'll select uh, my best one for the week, profile it, do press releases. They join our WOW network on, on Facebook, interact with each other. And then at the end of the year, I pick my top three and I take them out for a mentoring lunch. And we also do six months later a learning day at our head office where they can meet experts that they need to meet, that, you know, that they would like to engage with. And we've done mark, um, market days at Christmas. We've, we've done a number of different things which, uh, which have been great fun. But I've, I've recently just done, uh, just held the, the, the lunch mentoring session, which, which was get great because there's some fantastic businesses there. We had Toast in the Post, which again <laughs> was born out of lockdown. I mean, yep. this is a, a small business that has got so much potential. And actually, on some of our celebratory um, events that we did online, we used Toast in the Post, uh, which was like champagne and it was uh, all sort of personalised. And, you know, that was fantastic. And to receive that in the post, a, mm -hmm. a glass and a little bottle of yeah. champagne that was personalised, I can think of so many uh, uses for that, that type of business. And, um, you know, uh, sort of parties that they can use them from, even invitations, you know, wedding mm -hmm. invitations. 
So uh, they were fantastic. I'd had a business in the past called Scruffy Little Cat, who does designs on jute bags and uh, beach towels and even suitcases. Uh, they've been extremely popular. Um, and then there was, uh, we've had another business that was very successful, um, you know, as, as selling organic snacks in Waitrose. So it's, um, it's great to see these women do really well. And actually when they interact with each other, it's amazing how much, you know, they, they share and, and mm -hmm. actually trade with each other, mm -hmm. yeah. some of them. Um, so yeah, I'm, um, it, it, it's, I've got thousands now yeah. and thousands of these women that are interacting with each other. But um, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed doing that. And do you invest in any of these businesses? Do you take it, it, or, or are these just a, just a mentorship thing? Or I think if I had the time, it would be fab to do <laughs> that. Um, but um, I, th I think uh, just you know giving them advice yeah. and mm -hmm. and the introductions actually, just being able to say I've got a solution for that. You know, I'll introduce you to yeah. somebody I know there. Um, yes, please. Uh, uh, yeah, and it it's amazing. I think so many small businesses are nervous about approaching um, half, uh, um, Fultnum and Masons, for example, mm -hmm. or are frightened to approach John Lewis, or, or um, not on the high street, it's a great one for the small businesses. Mm -hmm. But these businesses, you know, they are looking for something different. And it really is, you know, you've got nothing to lose. Yeah by you know picking up the phone and saying you know I've got this great idea can I come along and see you um, and I really try and encourage them to do that. Jacqueline I, I heard on um, I think it was the Stephen Bartlett um, podcast that um, I think you said you had no business experience you know you're obviously going to be back then um, and you were almost naive and you took a lot of feedback from your customers is that still the not the naive, but or the business yeah, experience, absolute, but the customer. Absolutely, Leanne. And, uh, you know, most businesses are, you know, come about through passion and, you know, an idea that somebody sees, and certainly in my case. And I, I was 21 years old. I, I didn't have any business experience. Um, and actually what I thought was a big disadvantage at the time um, and put, you know, put me in a, um, a difficult position turned out to be one of my reasons for my success because I did actually f rely on feedback from my customers, mm -hmm. you know, and we know today that you can't, you can't do better than that. And funny enough, I, I met one of the WOW winners that I met with recently, um, Holly Moore. She, um, she runs a, a, an events company called Moore Events. Um, she worked for a, you know, a marketing business, left that business and set up on her own. You know, she's now turning over four million pounds. She's working with some uh, great business people, great businesses. She she's worked for us, and that's you know going back to your question about investment. Although I don't invest, it, you know, financially like Dragon's Den, I have okay. Toast in the Post, yeah. more events. I love to use these businesses yeah. because um, you know I I th I saw them saw their potential, thought they were great, and we have used them. So. That in itself has been brilliant for them that they can, you know, quote us as one of their customers. But, you know, again, budding entrepreneurs shouldn't see their inexperience um, as a as a disadvantage. Yeah, I completely agree. 
I think on the you know when when I heard that on the on the uh, Stephen Bartlett podcast, it totally resonated with with me, mm -hmm. because um, when we started out, we were so naive. You know, we were just so when I met Leanne, I remember you know we were working together, and she would just pick up the phone and phone the, the CEO, or the, CEO. Or the managing director, <laughs> and think nothing. It was just I've got I've got to deal with this. I have to get through. Uh, to, uh, and, and that, so I loved that. I thought, right, there was no fear or it was right, who's the guy I need to talk to? Right, okay, I'm <laughs> going to pick the phone up. And we've kind of carried that. And I remember we were working with some people many years ago who were building a property portfolio. And they said, well, you know, what's one of your strengths? I said, I think we're naive. You know, we're, and she said, no, you're not naive. But, but it was, and, and for, it was a real, I think, a plus mm -hmm. because you don't, you don't let the fear of it. You you just you just mm. go. You know. I, I I totally agree, and I think there's another I think there's another quality that we worry about sometimes is, you know, so many particularly in my female network, I have a number of women that say, but I just don't have your confidence, or I don't have the confidence to do X. Um, but it's actually courage that you need more than confidence because the confidence bit comes later. I mean, that comes with experience, yeah. um, and. Uh, yeah, I think if we if we just had that courage sometimes to just put our step outside our comfort zone mm. and ring that person, you know, they breathe the same air as <laughs> us, don't <laughs> they? That's right. So we always speak about failing and failing fast and learning from our failures. Um, you know, because we speak about all the good stuff. Do you agree that, you know, you should share your, what you fail at or, you know, sometimes it, there's problems? So we say share the failings and, and you can learn and other people can learn from your mistakes also? Absolutely. I think it's so important to, to share those failures um, because they will happen, you know, and actually that's how we learn, you know, those curveballs that are thrown at us and often there are also opportunities in there. Um, you know, I when I think about our failures, I think of two in particular. One was quite early in my career when I decided to, I wanted to do, um, publish a magazine um, which was very different to uh, Cosmopolitan and Marie Claire, but it, you know, it was, um, it, it was just much more forward thinking and more outspoken, obviously talking about sexuality and very much an extension of, of, of what we were doing as a business. Um, but, you know, uh, I, um, it was quite challenging, you know, the amount of investment and not having the right experts on board. Um, you know, I think that, you know, we might have that passion, but you do need to bring the experts in. Mm -hmm. And I think at the time I lost about a million pounds, which at that time, it was a long time ago now, was a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And I really did learn from that. I think the other, the other more painful learning, which certainly a lot of more medium-sized businesses have been through, and businesses that are growing, and I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but when we were, when we got to that point where our, our systems and our, our technology just couldn't cope with the growth anymore, um, and I'd heard it before and I spoke to a number of people about recommendations of who we use, and it's almost inevitable that there is going to be pain to the business. Um, I wish now I had brought in experts to m manage that change rather than try and do it in-house um, because I think that it is a, a full-time job in itself. 
um, and, and companies that can act, you know, know what type of pain that is going to be experienced. That was extremely painful. And I think the only other lesson um, for me was we were a business that grew very fast. So my first year's, you know, my first year's turnover was 83,000 and then we were growing at 20% a year, which was sort of, you know, I started w in 1981 and, you know, w we, it wasn't long before we were involved in, you know, we had the miners' strike and other challenges. Um, and we, you know, we were doing extremely well during that period, um, but we were th having to throw people at the problem. So um, I think if I could have, what I should have done is invested in people much earlier, in quality people much earlier, because we've got some fantastic people in our business now. And I often think, gosh, if only they'd have been with us yeah. earlier, you know, we could have avoided some of those, some of those mistakes. And, and you talked earlier about external people. You know, we have fantastic NED um, in a man called um, Mark Gifford, who actually used to be the chairman of Debenhams. I mean, he has the wealth of experience that he has brought to our business, uh, and particularly through the difficult times like COVID. Um, you know, he 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 has been he has been uh, invaluable. A really fantastic man. Mm. You touched on a couple of points that we could relate with. There yeah. is not getting um, the professionals or the advisors mm. that we require at the time. It's been mm. costly for us over the years. Mm. You know, mm. and as you say, you look back and you think. You know, I shouldn't have been so cheap. I should have went for, mm. you know, someone that was really qualified to, to advise and, and guide us on what we were looking for. So you've been caught with yeah. that also. And, al and also, <laughs> as well, not cutting soon enough. You know, we've had some uh, loss-making parts of our, our businesses and we've you maybe got too emotional about it. Because you're passionate And a good team of people in there so desperate to support them. Yeah. But in actual fact, um, you know, we let that, you know, it's, the it's the passion of wanting it's to survive. Yeah, and the emotion, the emotion <laughs> involved in it. And we, if you had simply the business hat on, you know, it would, it's a business decision. It's yeah. kind of, you know, it's staring you in the face, but yeah. you let this. But do you know what? I think that is the difference between, you know, your own a private business, your own business, a family business, and, and um, you know, a PLC. I think that there, there is a difference there. Yeah. Um, and you know it's it's got it's a got a good and a bad thing yeah. about it, hasn't yeah, it? it has There's for and against, definitely. It has, yeah. Well, I think I mean we we always say you know we're 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 going focused, you know right we're going up the motorway then bang you know something comes at ninety mm. degrees <laughs> you just mm. never see it coming and uh, wax you you know and you've got to deal with it and I think yeah. as business people we're encountering that every day Absolutely. I think. Yeah. You know, and do you have any an NED or? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Mm. So we have. Um, our chairman uh, uh, is uh, uh, he's, a, he's a wily old fox, you know. Mm. Uh, Sid, uh, he's uh, so he's been, you know, he's been with us actually for the last uh, three or four years. He, he's been on well actually for a while, but he's now back. Mm. Um, so we've got a couple of NEDs. So we've got a good board and a good mm. team that we're we're at. But we've ha that has to evolve. We, mm. we we're aware that that has to keep evolving and mm. changing, and as as the environment changes and. Mm. And stuff and we found that not a challenge because other than we're, we're really loyal people and a lot of these people have been with us for a number mm -hmm. of years but maybe they're just you know the the environment's shifted and that's not just quite easy when they've been with you for a, for mm. a it's not like a, a plc yeah. where, where they're a name and a number mm. 
that's that's him you know yeah, or that's hell that's that's yeah, yeah of you know. course and yeah. and we naturally Im employ people that we like spending yes. time with don't yeah. we yeah. and that sort of share our values and yeah. you know our, our vision so of course that is that is difficult but I always say we've always got to do what's in the best interest yes. of the company haven't yeah. we to yeah. protect everybody to protect everybody yeah mm. well and that's a good point I mean it's one of the the, the main things that you know when we've seen you know, when we've encountered uh, troubles, if you like, with, with certain areas of departments, it's when, you know, th there's a, there's a, their, their self-interests are there. And, and our role has always been to look after the whole. Always, always been to look after the whole. And we never lose sight of that. And that's, you know, that, that creates friction and, and challenges when people are saying jockeying for position, but, you know, that people are, there's a bit of uh, skullduggery going on possibly between departments or businesses. Yeah. What we've found I so, so agree, Greg. Yeah. To I yeah. totally 100% agree with you. Yeah. yeah. We, we have a story that um, yeah. we go way back to when we started and <laughs> we had a couple of properties. Um, so there's this um, older woman came to sell her property, but she wanted to live in it. So she wanted to release the money out of the property so that she could go to New York, Miami, you know, her and her friend were in their 70s. So she says, I want to sell you my house and I want to live in it until I die. And we were like, right, okay. I mean, now we always say, you know, if there's anything untoward going on, we have to look after Ella. You know, you know, she's, you know, and the people like that in our business. So, yeah. but she was the this one reason that we were like, we have to make yeah. this work. Yeah, if, our bit, if our business you know. goes down because you know we had other people trashing the properties or not paying, yeah. we had to take a a business like approach to it because we were responsible. For we promised, we promised Ella. So we've always yeah. look at the whole as opposed to. And that, that's tough at times when you're trying to get dragged. Mm. So, Looking at where you've came from and where you are now, what advice would you give your younger self? Gosh, um, well, certainly investing in people earlier, um, I think is an important one. Um, I would say there are, there are two things. One is networking. I didn't network enough didn't really realize the value till later in life and I actually think that's more of a female trait um, because I think that you know where you know whereas men can do a lot of networking socially whether that be on you know my husband is brilliant you know on the he's a he's in um, uh, mortgages and and loaning people money basically and he does a lot of his networking on the golf course but I I never really did that um, going to networking events so I definitely because you just you meet a stranger and you just never know how that's going to change your life so I definitely um, I definitely wished I had ne networked more the one thing I would like to share is I think this is something particularly for women women obviously often don't have the same confidence that men do you know, we, we often hear imposter syndrome mentioned and, uh, you know, I can't do that. I mean, I was, when I was younger, I was quite shy and, you know, that probably put me off going to networking events. Um, and I think one of the things I, I encourage my WOW winners to do is to write an email to themselves of all the things that they've achieved in their lives because it's not just new, you know, startups that lack in confidence. You know, I've met hugely successful women that have still have confidence issues, um, and it's a it, it's partly a cultural thing. But I think if you can 
write that email to yourself of all the things you've achieved and then when you have either a wobble or you've got a big I don't know you're going on stage for the first time or you're you're doing a TV interview or whatever it might an, an important job interview or pitch is just read back that email to yourself and just remind yourself of how awesome you really are and I think it it's so powerful and it's so helpful for people um, that is some advice that I've you know has worked for me in the past thank you Jacqueline again for inviting us to your beautiful home um, this afternoon has been fantastic I've really enjoyed it guys yeah. really have thank you it's been great and um, great discussion great great chat and uh, thank you very much thank you, thank you. From Surrey to London, we caught up with Graham and Leanne to find out what they thought of the conversation. What a great day yesterday, it was fantastic, obviously visiting our, in our own environment, um, in our own house, but it was great to see or hear the challenges that she's had the, over the last few years. You know, everybody's had challenges, but pretty similar, different sector, completely different sector, but similar challenges. But what I really loved was all the positivity that she's took from the challenges and all the changes that the, the, her, her and her team have made and all the exciting stuff that they've got going forward. Um, so all the new new ideas and the new the changes that they've made off the back of the challenges. Yeah, I think <coughs> one of the things for me was that you imagine, well, we all had it, you know, the call, we're in a, that's it, the, the country is in a lockdown your business has to close all your businesses, all your shops, all your, all your all your business, and everybody had to go through the same thing. I mean, for her, you know, she explained it. I was terrifying, you know, absolutely terrifying for her. And I can imagine when she was explaining it, uh, I, I was picturing, you know, how, how that must have been for her, because we remember. Although that was flashing back to, <laughs> yes, to what, what it was for us. What it was for us, so it was so similar. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. she said I was sitting on my coffee table just hearing the news and yeah. letting it sink in. Yep. So it really resonated mm. we were all mm. facing similar situations. Mm -hmm. I think with the, <coughs> the model, you know, it's a store model. Um, <coughs> the high street had been taking a pounding pre-COVID anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, then, you know, that's it, you're closed. Then the other model, which was the party plan. So the parties, again, that that stopped everything, everything kind of stopped. But I thought it was great how they just reacted and pivoted mm -hmm into the new model, you know, the online Zoom um, meetings uh, with, you know, Zoom parties effectively. Yeah, well, I think she <coughs> said what was it, they went from 4,700 up to 20,000 yeah. party planners, yeah. but all doing it online, mm -hmm. which was fantastic. It just shows you how the business model changed there then and how they've, <coughs> what was interesting was how they've, now that's permanent, you know, a lot of that stuff will be permanent. Mm -hmm. They've bounced back, obviously stores are open again and they're back doing parties, but what you know it's a lot of the stuff that they learned and innovated during the, the that period how that's now stuck and actually really is going to form a big part of their growth mm -hmm. uh, over the next few years so yeah i really liked when she spoke about her team and how they all started to muck in and then how other different people stepped up to you know a better level yeah. or you know that they, they really you know shown yeah. within the team and, and we experienced similar you know there's members of our team that really took um the bull by the horns if you like and really excelled so mm -hmm. and and they're now doing <coughs> better things within the company so i really mm -hmm. like that, that mm -hmm. you know 
we had similar experiences. You did, and I think on the, in terms of the challenges of the business during that period, you know, she was open, the open about the uh, you know the challenges that, that they'd faced. Mm -hmm. It was difficult for them to get bank loans. I mean, they were yeah, in the sector. Yeah. We know that being in the construction and the property yeah. sector, it was very difficult to get <coughs> any sort of funding. Mm -hmm. And in the retail sector, it was it was exactly the same. So I mean, it was you know a lot of stuff really resonated with me on the challenges that we face in our businesses. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, over the past couple of years and now coming out of it you know how do we you know we're saying in terms of the funding so you've got <clears throat> the stimulus packages of if you like that were available to weather the storm through covid mm -hmm. but you know the risk profile certainly in our sector haven't changed so actually it's created other problems, created other problems. <laughs> so it was kind of you know that that was we, we you know we were saying it yesterday they kind of gave you the vaccine but you didn't know what the, the side, side effects were yeah. going to be. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, here we are, and our business is saying, well... Dealing with the side effects. Dealing with the side effects now of the vaccine, mm -hmm. of the stimulus or, uh, you know, that, that was allowed. So it was, it was, you know, so many businesses are in the same position and the same, uh, have been through the same problems, same mm -hmm. issues. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it was not interesting. Alone. We're not alone. <laughs> We're, not, We're alone. not alone. We thought... We thought we might have been, it was just us, you know, but um, no, well, it's certainly not alone. I think one of the other big parts uh, for me was, you know, our businesses uh, grow through acquisition. Mm -hmm. um, and again, you know, there was three areas that she touched on, which was going to be, you know, uh, uh, new ranges, if you like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, 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 within 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 their uh, ranges. The product the product range, yeah. Mm -hmm. So additional ranges, additional geography. Mm -hmm and acquisition. Mm -hmm. So that's something that they've got uh, going, mm -hmm. that they're, they're focused on, Focus on. Uh -huh. for, for, for the growth for the next few years. So where we are uh, mainly growth through acquisition, through acquisition mm -hmm. and we'll take organic growth as, as we get it. But mm -hmm. um, so it's you know, just different different models, but mm -hmm. still clear plan on growing the business. And, and uh, yeah, you know, how's the business going to look in the next sort of four or five years yeah. from now? So I think from a personal point of view, I mean, obviously everyone uh, should have you know, heard their story or uh, from a personal point of view, I was so inspired uh, by, before going to meet her yesterday, so inspired by her story and, yep. and you know, a personal, personal um, adversity, yeah, adversity that she's overcame yep. uh, during the, you know, during her lifetime mm -hmm. and still managed to grow a phenomenal business. Mm -hmm and uh, deal with all that uh, as well. So, I mean, I was I was really looking forward yeah, to meeting her. Mm -hmm. She certainly um, lived up to the expectations as mm -hmm. far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. I think as well, what I loved is she's still, because um, I had heard on a, an interview um, years ago that what she'd done, because she started with no business experience. Obviously, mm -hmm. she's got, you know, 40 years of experience now, but she still relies on customer feedback mm -hmm. um, to build her brand and her, her business. And I really, like that. Yeah, I thought uh, it was a great chat yesterday. I really enjoyed it. Uh, truly inspiring, mm -hmm. and it was great. That the, the the big takeaway for me was the the brightness of the future. You know mm -hmm. how they've came through the, the challenges, how they've yeah. adapted to them, they've embraced them, and they're now using them now for the yeah, all for, the positive for, for, stuff they're going to use yeah. going forward. Yeah. So really, really, you know, uh, great great day and great to meet her. And um, yeah, I mean. Just looking forward to the nice, nice guest. guest. Yeah. Yep. That's it for this episode. 
for tuning next time to Business Success with Graham and Leanne Carling.